We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Start for the win. It's good. Shevsky takes flight as SGA plays through the contact, banks it in on the foul. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. I am your host for tonight, Justin, as Oklahoma City falls to the Minnesota Timberwolves 101 to 138. Before we dive in, I want to let you know that we are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of SI Thunder. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. So much Thunder content, so much Thunder basketball, so much uh, losing tonight, which is great when you look at future lottery odds, an important loss for OKC, who had seemed to recently make more of a habit of winning, uh, being involved in games they had no business being involved in, Tonight, not so much. The Timberwolves beat the Thunder by 37 points in line with uh, how a lot of their matchups have gone this season. The last time the the Thunder also lost to the Timberwolves by 30-plus, a game in which the Timberwolves came into Oklahoma City without Anthony Edwards, you thought somehow, even with the massively long list of injuries for the Thunder tonight, the players that were not going to be there, you thought maybe OKC is going to be involved again, as they are seemingly every night. However, not the case. And for the number five defense in the NBA, I think that's what stands out the most. Oklahoma City gives up 138 points. 45 points in the second quarter alone and 30-plus in every other quarter to the Timberwolves. It was a scoring clinic from Minnesota. Not the best night defensively for Oklahoma City. Minnesota shoots 54.4% from the floor and 46.8% behind the line on 47 three-point attempts. Minnesota nets 22 of them. 
22 threes against the Thunder. It's impressive. Um, the other stat that really kind of jumps off the page is um, the scoring differential of the bench of Minnesota versus the bench of Oklahoma City. Now, Oklahoma City's bench is nearly non-existent. The bench players for OKC tonight, Lindy Waters, Olivier Saar, Teo Maladone, and Vite Krejci. That's it. That's like not a bench for that's like a bench in a G league team for, for most teams. Uh, so not a surprise that Minnesota outscores Oklahoma city massively in bench scoring. I don't have the exact number. I was, I was trying to find it, but I can't find it. Uh, they outscore them massively in the bench. That's all you need to know. Joseph Dieterman in the chat, too much ball chasing defense. Absolutely. It didn't look like o- Oklahoma city was kind of as disciplined in following their system of kind of playing defense together. It was it was a little bit sloppy. It was just kind of hectic and running around. And I think when you have a team that's lighting it up that much from three, it kind of throws you out of orbit a bit. Minnesota tonight led by 20 points from Cat, 20 points from Nas Reed, 17 points from D'Angelo Russell, and 16 points from Jaden McDaniels. Impressive balance scoring. There's more where that came from. Uh, but it it was a offensive explosion for Minnesota. That's the best way to sum it up. Shout out Elijah Dwyer in the chat. We need you on every post-game pod to make sure we keep losing. Uh, yes, I do. I do have my fair share of blowouts that I get to cover. <laughs> uh, looking at the Thunder side of things, we have to start with Shavante, Asian, Gilgis, Alexander. Shay is un believable since he returned from injury once again scoring 30 plus 33 points tonight on 21 shots 14 of 21 from the floor four of five from the free throw line one of three from behind the arc five boards seven assists one steal shea most of the time tonight looked like the best player on the court and it looked like he knew it and what's so impressive about that is that especially on, on any given night with this Thunder team, right? Shea is going to be the primary focal point for the other team's defensive schemes. When you have Giddy out, when you have Dort out, when you have half the freaking roster out like the Thunder did tonight, how much more defensive focus is Shea going to get? And he still comes out and lights it up. That's incredibly impressive. And I think c- coming out of All-Star break, that's probably the most exciting storyline that we've seen from this Thunder team is how Shea has just really returned with a vengeance when he is the only focus for other teams defense, right? Like the scouting report is just like, don't let Shea get to the basket. And yet he does over and over and over and over his hesitation moves, his craftiness going around people, going through people, weaving through double and triple teams, whether that ends in a layup, a finger roll, a floater, or a kickout is super, super impressive. I cannot say enough about how excited I am about Shea Gilgis Alexander's future. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you share that sentiment with me. If you don't, just go watch some highlights because you'll you'll be sure to get there soon. The kid is playing at an all-star level. And if you think about what he could look like with 
a well-constructed roster, not one that is constructed to try to get a lottery pick, that gets exciting. That gets really exciting because I think we have not even seen the the best that Shea has to offer. And I'm hopeful that in the next few years, as Oklahoma City builds a roster back out to contention, we're going to get to see that uh, atmospheric rise from Shea that I know is there. The next guy we have to talk about tonight is Alexei Pokusevsky. Poku, solid. Solid game tonight. And I'm sorry, Poku haters, we're going there again. We're going to have some Poku time tonight. 12 points, 4 of 10 shooting, 2 of 5 from behind the arc. Started 2 of 2 for what it's worth. 5 boards, 2 assists, 1 steal. Poku continues to look like a competent NBA player. And that's a great development. (laughs) Earlier in the season, he looked like a competent NBA player for seconds at a time, maybe minutes at a time. And then uh, just the most head-scratching nonsense that you've ever seen. The highest of highs and the lowest of lows. He's evened out. I feel like the last few games, last few weeks, it feels like Poku has evened out and kind of found a little bit of a groove. He's not playing like a world changer. Don't get me wrong. But he's he's looking like a solid contributor. I feel like the Thunder's development of him, they're starting to kind of push that a little bit, trying to get him to focus on the right places, be an even contributor. And I feel like that's what he was tonight. Our guy Jacob on Twitter tonight uh, tweeted out that, you know, Poku and McDaniels were matched up on each other quite a bit tonight. What's interesting about that is if you'll recall in the draft, their draft rights were traded for each other. So you compare Poku's output tonight, 12 points in 27 minutes on four of 10 shooting to Jaden McDaniels, 16 points in 23 minutes off of six of 12 shooting. If you just look at the numbers, they're not drastically different. I think if you watch the game, you can see that McDaniels is better in a lot of facets. I think McDaniels has a higher ceiling. So we can look back hindsight's, uh 2020 obviously would you rather have mcdaniels or poku right now probably mcdaniels that doesn't mean that poku is a bust that doesn't mean we need to abandon poku and give up on poku and ship him back to serbia not saying that i think he still has a very high ceiling he's just further off mcdaniels is a more complete package right now and if you're looking for somebody um who if you're looking for somebody who's like a, a more polished prospect right now, you pick McDaniels. Thankfully, the Thunder still have a little bit of luxury of developmental time. They don't need a fully packaged prod- product right now. They can afford to invest a little bit more time. And that's what we've said since day one with Poku. He was a home run swing. He may end up uh, being a fly or a fly out. Baseball is not my forte. <laughs> he may end up being a pop out into a deep center. Um, Hopefully that makes sense. Anyway, it may not work out. That's what I'm getting at. Looking next, uh, we got to talk about Trey Mann as well. Trey Mann, as almost as equally as impressive as Shea coming out of the All-Star break, he has just looked so crafty. He's catching national media attention, which is always fun. Um, The Thunder don't do a lot of that these days, at least not for positive reasons. But he has some really nice comments from Zach Lowe today. Uh, Lowe calling out Trey Mann, talking about his game. He said, 
Trey Mann will be one of those players I like more than I should. Same. He says, I'm blinded by man's change of pace guile. He has dozens of subtle tricks, hesitation dribbles, shoulder fakes, weird ways of angling his body mid-dribble to keep defenders off balance so they can't mirror his steps and momentum. He strings them together with predatory intent. He knows what's coming, but you don't. I love it. I, I could not have said it better. Obviously, I'm not Zach Lowe, but it, it sums it up so well. He just makes defenders look foolish. He did that again tonight. I uh, I tweeted from the account that I think he is officially Malik Baisley's uh, parental guardian now. He he spun ba- uh, Malik Beasley around quite a few times tonight, made him look silly, had a step back that had Malik turned around, had him stumbling all over the place. Plenty of highlights tonight in that regard. It's just so impressive. The other thing that Zach Lowe called out that I think has been really impressive is the assists. Not a ton on that front tonight from Trey Mann. Two assists to go with his 15 points tonight. But he's really been kind of facilitating more. And over the course of the season, he's not had a ton of opportunity to do that. You have Shea and Giddy amongst many others in the backcourt. The Thunder have a fairly crowded backcourt roster. So he hasn't had a ton of opportunities to facilitate things. But when he has, he's shown a really high IQ an ability to make things happen for other guys. He's not just a microwave scorer. He's somebody who can set his teammates up. He can find the open man. He can read a defense and cut it apart just like he can with the dribble going to score. He can do it with his passing as well. And for a rookie, it's really exciting. He's not a perfect player by any means, but he's been very impressive for where the Thunder drafted him. I'm I'm very excited about Trey Mann's future especially if we start to see more of uh, Giddy and uh, Shea playing together and, and that pairing, does Trey Mann take more of a load leading that second team offense? That's super fun to think about. We, we've tweeted some stats from the uncontested account comparing Trey Mann's rookie year to James Harden's rookie year. Also very intriguing. Listen, don't cut that clip and say uh, that I'm, I'm comparing Trey Mann to James Harden. Not saying that, but I am saying like it's fascinating to kind of put it in that perspective of where James Harden was at this point and where Trey Mann is. Where they go from here, who knows? But it's exciting for sure. The potential is there. And I think I think Sam Presti found, found another great one with Trey Mann. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Couple comments in the chat talking about Bays. Bays never played again after his tech. He got a technical tonight. Did not come back in. Uh, definitely interesting. 18 minutes tonight for Bays. Two points off one of three shooting, four boards, one assist, one steal, and two blocks, which were both massive. Bays just has a knack for getting big blocks. However, unfortunately, Bays has had a knack recently for being pretty quiet. Um, he had a really nice string of games kind of around the all-star break. The last few has kind of regressed. It's looked like the bays that we saw a little bit earlier in the season where he just kind of disappears. He's not, um, you know, looking as solid when he has the ball. He's not being super active off the ball. He's still making some things happen defensively every now and then, but it feels like the inconsistency has returned a little bit. Um, Hopefully he can write the ship because I, I was feeling very optimistic about his play the last few weeks because he was starting to find that groove. The problem with Bay is that he's been up and down, you know, he'll, he'll have a great game followed by just a completely disappearing game. And we've seen that kind of pattern. He was able to string together a number of good games in a row. Hopefully these uh, kind of quieter games don't get strung together and become a, a fatter trend for Bayes. We can't go any further in this podcast without talking about my favorite seven-foot-tall cabbage patch, Isaiah Roby. Roby tonight, 21 points, 10 boards, a healthy double-double, one assist, three steals. He shoots seven of 15 from the floor, including six of seven from the free-throw stripe. Super impressive stuff from Isaiah Roby. Back-to-back 20-point games now for Roby. The first two 20-point games in his entire career. It's awesome. It's awesome to see him kind of making the most of this opportunity. He played really well down the stretch last season when the Thunder were in a similar-ish position, dealing with a lot of injuries, a little bit shorthanded. He made the most of it then. He's doing the same now after not getting a ton of burn to start the season. He's making the most of it. 37 minutes tonight as a team high. He was performing. He looked energetic. He was making things happen. Really strong cuts to the basket. He was active on defense. He had a nice strip of, I believe it was Cat that he turned into a basket. Just really active all around. And you love to see it for a guy like that to make the most of that opportunity. He, like most of the rest of the Thunder roster, has spent time in the G League this season. 
So you love to see them continuing to put in that work, continuing to strive every day for that opportunity. And when it comes, he's capitalizing on it. If you're Sam Presti, who I very much think is trying to to uh, shape this roster to get the best draft prospect possible, I'm curious how he feels about Isaiah Roby turning into Hakeem Olajuwon the second um, when you're just trying to lose games, man. Like, I don't know what else you can do with this team. Like, the players that played tonight, they lost by 30, thankfully. But we've seen what they've done in previous games. They played Isaiah Roby, Alexei Pokashevsky, rookie Trey Mann, Lindy Waters, Olivier Sar, Teo Maladon, and Vic Krejci. All had almost 20 minutes or more. Like serious minutes for those guys that probably most casual NBA fans probably could not name if you showed them a picture. Baisley, Shea, Poku. The only kind of upperclassmen in that in that section, which is bizarre to kind of list Poku as an upperclassman, but I guess compared to the rest of the group, technically, he is. Um, it's it's crazy. I don't know what else this team can do. They need to continue to lose games if they want to get a top lottery pick. Thankfully, tonight uh, the others in the kind of tank race had some losses, which helps things. That's been the other problem Oklahoma City has faced is that um, despite the fact that they seem to get the majority of the um, tank hate from the national media, uh, other teams are out tanking them pretty handily. But tonight, the Pistons win, uh, the Magic win, the Pelicans win, and uh, the Rockets are kind of getting worked. Rockets probably aren't going to win, but that's, that's a good night for the Thunder and their lottery futures. A very good night indeed. Oklahoma City's going to need a lot more good nights to try to get as best of a, a lottery pick as possible. But I think beyond that, looking at this team, how can you not be excited for the future? Because you know that this team is not, not intentionally constructed to compete, and yet they do. They're one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. The culture bleeds through everything. Even the ball boys are out there tonight trying to trying to play defense. If you didn't see that, go look up that clip. There's a quick fast break uh, steal. And both ball boys were like in the middle of the lane mopping and caused, uh, who was it? Caused McLaughlin to miss a layup. Uh, it was delightful. The Timberwolves uh, broadcast crew was not pleased but the culture, it just it comes through everything. It permeates everything that this team does that makes it uh you everybody says the term they're they're untankable. And it's a really interesting place to be. Um, I think that they're still gonna stay the course. Um, Sam Presti is nothing if not methodic. He's not gonna make a a rash decision based off of, you know, how this team's record is or or what have you. He's going to continue to stay the course. So I don't expect, you know, their performance to change anything, but it does make you wonder, does it speed up the timeline a little bit? In the chat, our, our boy Kamiar in the chat right now, does OKC see a Shea, Dort, Giddy, Bays, Roby lineup at all this season? Uh, I think absolutely you you uh 
could make the argument for that. However, does Dort play again? Question mark. He's out with a shoulder injury. We don't have a ton of other details other than that. He's been out a long time. Does he play more? Has he been shut down? Is this a Presti conspiracy? Do we need to get the Colangelos on the phone? I don't know. I don't I, I don't have an answer. I my gut says Dort plays, but probably not a ton of games. I don't know if they could sit him the whole rest of the way. They might try. Um it's fascinating. Giddy, same boat. Like Giddy, when's he? I don't know. His injury didn't seem that bad. I'm not a doctor, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, and I, I don't think his injury looked that bad. It's curious. I'll put it that way. It's not helping the the conspiracy theorists on NBA Twitter um, with with how much these guys are are sitting out, but it definitely does. You know, it aligns with the objectives of this team. Uh, Kami are also following up. What about the trio of Shea, Dort, and Giddy simply for the tank? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think you, I don't know if you see Shea, Dort, and Giddy all three together. And I think that'll be interesting to watch. Um, for exactly like you mentioned, for tank purposes, I don't know if those three see the floor at the same time for the rest of the season. It's going to be interesting. Obviously, you can't pull somebody like uh, Al Horford and shut him down for the season like the Thunder did last year. But they're clearly, I think, um, you know, massaging some things. They're doing what they can with what they have. Um, they're they're heading towards a lot of L's, um, but they continue to be in games. And I think that's exciting. Um, a night like tonight where they lose by 37, you know, the first half was fun. It was back and forth for a while. Second half started to get a little stale. Um, when you, you can only watch a lineup of crazy Maladone, Sar waters and Roby for so long, um, before you want to maybe just turn on Netflix, uh, <laughs> not speaking from personal experience or anything, but it does get tough, and I think that'll be that'll be the interesting thing to watch the rest of the season. However, I think with all these young prospects, there's an interesting storyline with all of them. Like we talked about Roby kind of making the most of that opportunity. Uh, Trey Mann is going to be super fun to watch down the stretch. Even like Maladon, again, showing flashes of competency is exciting. Vic Krejci is a super fun one to watch because of the trials that he's been through and the opportunity that he's kind of creating for himself. That's fun. Can Pokushevsky continue to be a competent NBA player? There's lots of little storylines that are going to be fun to watch with this Thunder team. No matter if they're winning, no matter if they're losing, no matter if the stars are playing or not, there's enough to, to kind of watch and be engaged that should be a lot of fun for the rest of the year. They mentioned on the broadcast tonight, March is tied for December with the most games in a month for the Thunder. So there's lots of Thunder basketball to come. Looking ahead at the schedule for OKC next week, uh, they play Sunday night versus Utah, Tuesday night against Milwaukee. Then they head up to Minnesota to play the Timberwolves again before returning home next Sunday against the Grizzlies. Some big games, Utah and Milwaukee, both very strong teams this year in the NBA. Uh, Memphis as well should be a lot of fun. Anytime you get Shea versus Jaw, that's, uh, that's appointment television. And then another battle against Minnesota. Minnesota's 3-0 against OKC this season. So this will be the last chance for Oklahoma City to uh, 
face Minnesota and maybe try to win one. Hopefully not. Maybe we can close out the sweep. Uh, but lots, lots of fun games on the horizon. Lots of, lots of great matchups with each of those teams for each and every game. Make sure you are subscribed to the uncontested. We'll do a post game pod just like this one where we break down the big thing themes of the game. We'll answer your questions in the chat live streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, as well as dropping wherever you get your podcasts the next morning. And then join us Sunday night for our weekly show where the whole gang gets together and we break down some of the bigger themes around the Thunder as well as the NBA as a whole. 9 p.m. Central Time every Sunday night, also on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook, and dropping wherever you get your podcasts immediately following. Lots of good stuff. We're having a lot of fun. You guys have been awesome. Our, our downloads have been going through the roof, which is kind of blowing my mind for a team to actively be rebuilding and losing tons of games and everybody's still engaged. Uh, Thunder culture doesn't stop with the team, man. Thunder culture goes all the way to the fans. You guys are the best. We thank you so much. Every time you tune in, subscribe, interact with us, drop a five-star review. We love it all. Uh, we It makes covering this team a lot more fun. So thank you all. Uh, make sure to tune in Sunday night, like I mentioned. And until next time, Thunder up. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.